welcome to episode 210 of the Effect Podcast, live and uncensored. I'm Dave. Oh, and I'm Matthew. And you say, and you say <laughs> yeah. that you're Matthew. Yeah. Cool. No, I'm Matthew. I'm just looking at the. I'm looking at stuff. Don't worry. Don't mind me. Um, carry on. Yeah, room. That works. Well, don't don't um, don't you then normally tell yes, us? Yes, and I'm going to tell you show. what's happening right. in this episode. And the fact is, we haven't planned it at all. So no, we have planned it. We I think have got a patron. The, a new patron that we have to thank, and he's yep. going to be really grateful that we're thanking him in the middle of this disorganised uh, public show. And um, what we really wanted to do, as we said on the write-up, is we wanted to report on UK Games Expo, but we have been selling games all the time at uh, at UK Ga- uh, Games Expo at the Free League stand, yeah. so we haven't seen any of it. So. We're going to ask you to tell us about your stories from what you've seen, things you've liked, games you've played, but we don't expect you to do it unpaid. We are going to give you a prize. Anybody who comes up here and speaks into this mic gets a prize from our prize table. <laughs> we need a drum roll. Okay, insert drum roll special effects. I could, I could probably do a drum roll. <laughs> if only you'd warned me, I could have done a drum roll. Never mind. Um, so that's it. And we also have a special guest. But our special and guest... Our special guest is Tony. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> that's, right. that's your brother. He doesn't, yeah. He's not special. Well, not that way, anyway. <laughs> what? Sorry. Oh, you, uh, okay, oh, there, are, sorry, there are things that we would normally edit out. In yeah, we would. This is what you came for, actually. This is what only our gold-level patrons get to hear. I'd like to say, though, um, you're not allowed to leave... Until we finish. (laughs) (laughs) Otherwise, we will be talking to ourselves in about 10 minutes, I suspect. Uh, But but we also have the wonderful, wonderful Johan Noor with us. Johan Noor from the Stockholm Cartel, the marvellous co-creator of Merkboy. Pretty good pronunciation. Yeah, Thank you very I much. It, yeah. <laughs> and I, I already regret being here. <laughs> Part of the deal. He regretted being here an hour ago when he said, Even I'm, before. Not gonna, I'm not going to come. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I made him come. You were very understanding and said, yeah. I get it. But then you came along and said, no, come on. I, I made him trust. come. But yeah. the deal is, he's only going to speak in Swedish. Yo. So by all means, <laughs> ask him the questions you want. This can be an ask me anything session. But the replies are only in Swedish. Might not actually do that. We'll see. And yeah. 30% of our listeners come from Sweden. Out. So, you know, this is a service that is unique. You're here at a really <laughs> genre-defining moment of, uh, of... It's like Spinal Tap 2 at the puppet show in Spinal Tap, the movie. Um, uh, I'm exactly. You Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Absolute that. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So, <laughs> do you want to tell us, Johan about your experiences of UK Games Expo so far. In English or Swedish? English the deal was Swedish, but okay, these but guys can, are prefer English, whatever you want. I suspect nobody here other than No, we can do a live translation yeah. inside my head. So, uh, I don't know, it's the second time I've been here, and um, it's good. Next question. <laughs> no, it's, uh, <laughs> we did joke that the answer to every question was going to be, No, it's but it's, it's, uh, it's a fun spectacle. It's a huge convention, like bigger than anything we have in Sweden. So it's... Uh, Nice to be able to like stand at the booth. I've been also stuck at the booth because I'm selling stuff, and um, it's nice to have people come up and say, "Oh, the work that you do is inspiring me to make uh, uh, art myself and like create like Murkboy third-party stuff or whatever." So it's really yeah, it's, it's really nice mm. to get that. I had a lovely moment today when I was chatting to someone who'd just come and bought something, and um, 
I got talking about Coriolis <clears throat> and trying to convince him to buy it, but he'd already already had it. And and he said we we chatted for about ten minutes, and he said because um, we came onto the podcast, and he said, oh yeah, yeah, I heard the podcast. And to cut a long story short, he said um, it genuinely inspired him and his players to play Coriolis, to do stuff with Coriolis, to get into other free league games. And he he thanked us for you know genuinely inspiring him and his friends to to play these games, and I was super touched. <clears throat> Yeah. Know, it was just such a lovely thing to say and kind of, you know, makes you think that six years of talking bullshit <laughs> on the podcast was worth <laughs> something at the end of it. it. Yeah. But uh, no, yeah, for real. That's it was the best, fabulous. The best part, yeah. meeting all the people and just wandering around. I got the opportunity to actually leave the booth at some point and, uh, you know, that you haven't been able to do. Hardly at all. Hardly at all. Yeah. I know, so I was able to look at all the stuff and there's so much of everything. Like, you can't believe how many different games there are. Uh, it's really... Mind-boggling, actually. Uh, haven't bought nearly as much as I did last year. So good. Well, that's because you carried so much stuff here. You're looking a, forward to an empty suitcase. I do have an empty suitcase uh, with me home. So although a Chinese game manufacturer has given us something to give to you to okay. give to Free League. Okay. So um, okay. What? Yeah. <laughs> okay. All right. We, we might want to, do want to check that before you take on a plane. <laughs> yeah, we may want to open the box first. Okay. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, of course. So, it's like five hundred thousand pounds worth of cocaine or something. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So before we go any further, we do have to thank our latest patron who signed up um, uh, this week, cool. this past week, and that is David Morrison. Hey, David! Hey. Wow, we can thank you in person. Welcome, oh. excellent. Come here, David. Come it's here, so David. nice. Get yourself a effect pin and oh. a badge out of here. And uh, tell you what, I'm going to ask you to say a few words and introduce yourself. <laughs> <laughs> but if you say hi. something, you get to choose something off here, of course. Hi, hi, yeah. Um, so I'm David Morrison, um, and uh, yeah. Uh, so will I talk about the UK Games Expo? Yeah, and what yeah I've done? that's yeah. also um, one. So <laughs> I, did, I did say that I thought putting that there was a bit inquisitorial. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. we do apologise for making it yeah. look like we are. I wanted one of those there. mics you could where's, chuck around the audience, but they I'm, cost hundreds of pounds. Where's my, so. where's my like, you know, reverse <laughs> <laughs> yeah. sentence? Club, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yesterday I played um, an RPG that was based on this um, sci-fi film from the 80s called Blade Runner. Um, oh, yeah. And uh, yeah, it was it was really good. Um, it's the first time that I've played it. I backed the Kickstarter and I own it, but I've never run it. And so um, it was a good opportunity to actually right, so take be a player. Off the table. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and then afterwards the GM was um, was showing me this um, other Year Zero engine game that's coming out really soon. Apparently, it's a Western one. All right, yeah, yeah. yeah. good old Bruce. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, he was saying it's coming out really, really soon. He expects no. the guys writing it to finish uh, it. Yeah, we've we, it's been in the hands of the Free League for some time, and so, we've had nothing. So we are, so we're hoping. Yeah, our, our our dream option here is that Free League agree to publish it. For us, yeah. in the way that kind of the dumb stuff, like on cartel stuff, yeah. um, but we are waiting and waiting for the answer. <laughs> yeah, maybe and we I need to make it more punk. And I think, well, yeah, yeah. more like hostile. We have to, mm. you know, threaten um, them a bit. But yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, we've been working on this game now for a number of years. Um, it's had a lot of play testing, and actually, that play testing is now just playing. So it's great fun, <laughs> actually. The feedback we're getting is really, really positive. I'd be interested in any thoughts that you've got, David. Um, which would be great. 
and we should just get on with it. Get it at least into a position where it's ready to go. And then if we have to go somewhere else other than free league or kickstart it ourselves, at least we're ready to, to do it. Yeah, because Bruce is working off our kind of quick start rules, which are the most complete yeah. bit. But even they're not complete. We've changed. We've changed. Um, well, he has got the changed push system. and But there's a few other things. And there's a bunch of change, other stuff yeah. like chases, which is from rules we wrote about a year ago that really need a, a, a refresh. So um, we just got to get on with it. Do they? The chase ones are fine. No, they're fine, actually. But <laughs> other parts of those rules need so a bit brilliant. of refresh. Mm, yeah. Gen generally, stuff you write needs a lot of simplification. Yeah, though. no, it doesn't. Not yeah, anymore. it does. I think <laughs> it doesn't. No, it doesn't. Um, anyway, thank you very much. Our yes, latest patron thanked in person. And you don't just get a badge and a patch. You also get one of the if prizes you, from the table. You're not forced to take something. But if you want to come and choose from our table, we do have a limited edition old posters. posters. Not old. Not old. Authentic. Original. Oh, the original Coriolis effect posters. <laughs> They're a bit shit, I know. But they've been in my house for years and I want to get rid of them. So <laughs> I don't just want to throw them away. Oh, Excellent so, oh, really choice. Great. Thank you. So, Matthew, what, what's, um, what's your takeaway then for UK Games Expo? Well, I've got to say, the Freely stands done really well this year. Yesterday was our best day ever, and today might be our best day ever. But luckily, we're be. not there for the it last hour, because yeah. um, I don't know exactly what's going to do. So that's really good. We are out of stock of a lot of things. Yeah, yeah. So... That's so always if, nice. So you know. if, if any of you are after Alien Heart of Darkness and we didn't have anything in stock, come up and ask a question because it <laughs> yeah. turned out to be in my bag. It's exclusive. So it could, uh, turned it's, out to be It's my, a pretty good uh, booth as well. Like it's so open, yeah. it's like a little plaza almost. Uh, yeah. So I think that's like, made a big difference actually. Yeah. Really and I nice. have my own little corner with the uh, stark yellow books uh, dragging people in, you know. So. And it's important like it. to say that uh, a good half of that stock is freely stall stock and people mm. had to come and pay here but half of that you bought from Sweden and yeah. it's real <laughs> indie stuff it is um, yeah and tell oh, us you about mean, half of that press. you mean half on that table yeah yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, yeah, so half thought, the stock you'd have been bringing in like 10 yeah. pallets on that stuff. table on that <laughs> on, in yeah, that corner no, no, no I can do that yeah so thoughts and prayers we Stockholm Cartel, we, we call this our thoughts and prayers tour that we <laughs> go on all the different conventions <clears throat> and we bring a small orange scene that's called thoughts and prayers and it's a collection of stuff for all the games that we do. So it's for Cyborg, it's for Mercborg, it's for Death in Space. Mm -hmm. There's also things like album reviews. There's an mm -hmm. essay on Buddhist hells. And there are... Buddhist hells? <laughs> Buddhist hells, yeah. Okay, yeah. cool. And like, tons of stuff. And all the money goes to charity in it. So like every, every, uh, everything. Every cent. Every cent goes to charity. And so these are thoughts and prayers that actually make a difference, <laughs> so yeah. hence the name. Yeah. But uh, yeah, we, we ran out of those very, very fast. And uh, that's good, yeah, I guess. That's great, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I know my son bought a copy, so. Yeah, um, I'm, yeah I'm very happy with I, it. I'm so. looking forward to seeing it. Um, right, so this is the next stage. We've, we've done thank you to our patrons. Yeah. Um, we're not doing, well, the world of gaming is out there in the UK Games Expo. And frankly, I, I have seen one other stand that I was kind of interested in. And it's a little callback to an interview we did about a year ago with, I think it's Dave Scott, I think his name was, from Evil Genius Games. Okay. Or maybe you weren't there for that interview. <laughs> that maybe doesn't I ring a bell, him. yeah. Um, and that was a D20, a modern D20 game that he was about to kickstart there. They've got a stand here with, frankly, not much stock because they've only got, effectively, the one core product, the, the Everyday Hero book, 
and a couple of the supplements. What they've done really well, though, is they've got um, loads of licenses. So there's a Pacific Rim, there's Kong, Skull Island. Oh, it's that uh, one. Yeah, that yeah, one, yeah. 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 Okay. <clears throat> and um, so although it's got quite a big stand, there's not much stock to sell, but they've got some great T-shirts, including mm. one that says Evil GM, which I quite like. And I, <laughs> I thought I might get to, to just to wear at our games, Dave. Well, because you are an evil yeah, GM. Yeah, yeah, You I, are a complete yeah. sod, frankly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and actually, you know, I mean, we've known each other for 40-something years. It's very rare for us to get angry with each other. Mm. But um, Maybe you should do it now, uh, just yeah, yeah. to celebrate or something. <laughs> 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 no, well, I was going to riff on a, the occasion when Matthew did make me very angry. Yeah. Uh, which was... Go ahead, go ahead. Co uh, go ahead. Co uh, Coriolis game, where you were playing the bloody robot. <laughs> the, the artificial intelligence. <laughs> And it this was, this it is was, available on our uh, actual play stream. And it was mm. it was a uh, Coriolis game. It was one of the, that we played on our, our sort of annual retreat that we have with, with Tony, another friend of ours, Andy. And uh, it was late. And I was expecting the scenario to reach a certain point, And we weren't getting there. And we weren't getting there because he was playing this bloody artificial intelligence with this ridiculous voice. Go on, do the voice. I'm not sure I can remember how to yes, say it. Yes, he was just really like this. Yeah. Oh, no, he had a split personality. Half of his personality is on the spaceship and, and half oh. the personality was here. And he was very logical. I was kind of doing id and ego. Uh, and, and it really wound me up. Really. <laughs> wasn't, really wasn't helped by the fact that I was really tired and had, had a few beers yeah. as well. Could you? And it's just like, oh, that was really... I, I was genuinely angry with you. Yeah, I, I was really enjoying until I calmed until I calmed down a bit. But uh, yeah, still you didn't rage quit, and I've I rage didn't quit rage quit. Way. I'm not. So. I'm only the worst kind of person would bloody rage quit. That's just so disrespectful, isn't it, Matthew? No, absolutely. This was on an online game, and I thought yeah. I can just walk away from this. I don't need to be involved in this, and I did. So we do get each other angry, and that's due to the fact that he was an irritating little fucker when he was 12 <laughs> and I was 14. Um, and I still am. Nothing is changing. I'm an irritating fucker now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just less little than I was. So, uh. Right, okay. Can we have another reporter from our wonderful UK Games Expo thing? Come forward, sure, yeah. sir. Come um, forward. Tell us your hey, UK Games Expo How are you doing? Yeah, good. Hey, I'm Duffy. Uh, Played Alien this morning. Excellent. Uh, and it was really good. Uh, however, I didn't manage to kill any members of my crew, oh. which oh, I was well yeah. disappointed. I was going to space them at the end. No, no, I was just I was just a captain. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, no, we ended before I put them in cryo oh, sleep. No. And I couldn't just jettison them out. No. Oh, which which, which is what I was going to do, but, you know. Was this uh, uh, your own scenario? No, no, it was uh, one of the guys of the over there. Yeah, what, Salvage yeah, simple salvage. Is that one of the freely, not uh, club, is it? What do they call it? The freely. The free GM. agents. Free agents. Yeah. Yeah. I think was so. one of those? Oh, okay. Cool. I think so, yeah. But yeah, it was really good. GM was good. Nice. The guys that we played with were good. Uh, question for you is, okay, so out of all the other things that you've seen here, you've mentioned, yeah. Uh, what what's really caught your eyes? What 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 what, what would you take home and go? Oh, actually, I, I really like that. That's something special about that. Do you want to say? I'm trying to th remember the name of it, but there was some sort of board game uh, not far from us that had, it was like cars, it was like a car war thing, like a combat thing, and mm -hmm. it had a really bright, I don't know, maybe that's why I liked it, because it was really bright yeah, yellow and like a pink big uh, headline. Gaslands. No, it was not Gaslands, it was something else. It was called like, oh, 
is this bad radio? I don't remember remember what it was, but it was near our stand. At no, least. Wait, I'm gonna check it out. Yeah, you check it out. I don't think I think it was still on like Kickstarter, so you couldn't buy it. But I, I saw that um, banner and I was just like, oh, okay, I need to check that out. So yeah, yeah. that was cool. That All was right, really nice. I've got a, I've got a confession to make as well. Yeah, I can't remember the name, so it's probably a bad name. And a confession? <laughs> yeah, I didn't buy anything from the Free League, League stand. stand, but that's only because I Get think out. I own everything else. Because <laughs> as soon as it comes up, I'm just like, yeah, okay. As I always say, you can always stop releasing stuff. <laughs> please, <laughs> please stop releasing stuff. I can't, I can't resist. Now yeah, that's cool. that, this. You are not the first person to come to me and say, "Tell your bosses to stop <laughs> releasing good stuff." Yeah, oh, it's um, impossible. Yeah. So, it's just yeah. so good. So good. You don't have to buy everything, you know. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> I've, I've, got, I've got a bookshelf. If I've got one piece, I've got to have it all. Yeah. Talking of yellow, yeah. I just want to come up there. Can can we all of us in this room acknowledge the impact? Mm. That Johan has had on the colours yellow and pink in tabletop role playing <laughs> games, because you know we sort of stole those colours now. No one can no one can use them because they think it's a just yours. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That was not intentional, but <laughs> but it does feel that way. There's, yeah, there's yeah, loads out of. there. It really speaks to the, like the power of colour, like how the human mind works. Because you see this 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 strong yellow, and it's the only game that has that colour, and so it really stands out on in the bookshelf. And uh, yeah. Mm. I, I was chatting to a guy called Chris Shepperson, uh, Chep, who uh, works for Modifius, but he also runs his own little publishing company. And he's done a game, which is going to be really bad, I can't remember the name of, called The he's Gaia. He's done a game which is going to be really bad? <laughs> no, 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 no. no. I, think, I think it's actually really good. But it was, it was interesting because I was chatting to him about it, and the inside cover of the expansion was a really bright fluorescent yellow yeah and yeah. it kind of like hit me in the face and yeah. he said yeah that's exactly the reaction we wanted from it he wanted something that can would light somebody's face up when, yeah, it, when like they do it a color that's very loud yeah and like, like say that. grabs your attention yeah yeah um, i love that and i you know I'm, my assault my, your eyes yeah <laughs> my my one uh kind of like impulse buy this year might be might be that game mm. but i love I don't remember. <laughs> it's like a, like a grim, dark sci-fi uh, cyberpunk kind of thing where Shadowrun cyberpunk kind of games aren't dark enough. Cyborg? No, it's not cyborg. Come on. Oh yeah, Come on. Oh, it, looked, it looked just like this. Yeah. <laughs> I thought it was a bit shit at the time, but <laughs> okay. Anyway. Okay, do you, do you want to get your payment from our gifts table? Cyborg. Excellent, Excellent choice. choice. I don't have. Excellent choice. Oh, yeah. Cool. Excellent. Cheers. Thank you. Cheers. Right, have we got any other reporters? Come forward, young man, come forward. Um, uh, what have I seen? <laughs> Camden Games, just Camden. around the corner from right. you. Yeah. Uh, Space Invader game. Oh, yeah. Where you flick little... Uh, well, the old Space Invader. Oh, is that what yeah, it was? Yeah, yeah, I yeah. saw them doing that. Yeah, like, like glow in the dark. what the hell they were doing. <laughs> yeah, it, it, you it flick little... Like, um, uh, ball bearings or something. Um, now they're little fluorescent, yeah, counters, little fluorescent counters yeah. at, oh, at right. opponents, and you have to knock them off the table. Look like air hockey gone mad. Yeah, it was really yeah. good. I really mm. enjoyed that. Um, I have a question for you guys. Actually, good. we can answer your questions. What? But maybe, in maybe. What are the pitfalls to avoid when writing a game from scratch and you're completely new to it? A game as in a game uh, system, a game or system, a or a, a, a role playing game. Really, I would say, okay. I would say, overcomplicating it, like to admit. Listen. Listen. No, no. <laughs> like remove as much as you can. Try to keep it simple and like something you, you can remember at the table because 
I mean, unless you're really into crunchy games, but I find it's easier to get people to play rules that you can explain very fast and you, you get them. So it's like kill, kill your darlings and just, <laughs> just have someone else read it and be honest yeah. with you and like remove shit because yeah, it's hard to do that yourself. And the other thing I think the approach that we've taken is don't. Um, <laughs> don't, make so, what, don't make a game. Yeah, <laughs> if, if, if you like, in terms of the first game, if, if, if Toto ever reaches... It will, uh, one day, in one form or another. I'm but you know, we haven't done a whole new game system. What we've done is taken a game engine and adapted it. And I think that could be a really good learning yeah. experience mm. for everybody. Do something with somebody else's game engine. Do it with Mortborg. You yeah. know, do yeah. Pirate Borg. Or, well, don't do Pirate Borg. No, yeah, it's already been done. But yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but do something with somebody else's system. And I think you learn so much from that that then... Well, you know, you've, you've possibly got a really great mechanical idea in your head that you want to exploit. Well, don't do it now on your first game, because that'll be shit. Do it on your second <laughs> well, game. Well, you might be a genius. And it, you know, well, well, okay, you it's might Pete, be so he's not a genius. genius. <laughs> yeah, but... So it's you, Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Pete being one of the guys is, is our, our local group uh, that we play with. So, uh, yeah. Yeah. So, no, I know him well, it's fine. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> so any other news uh, from, from the show? No, I think, uh, just on that point, I think what I would say is I... I, I have learned over over time that I I can overcomplicate things when mm. I'm writing things. <laughs> we know, uh, <laughs> but actually, not always. And sometimes that that complication or the level of crunch that go you because know, I'm not doing crunch like D and D or something stupid mm. like that. No. Um, Sorry to anyone who's... No, D&D D&D is an elegant game compared to some of the systems you came up with. Yeah, and it was really <laughs> no. minimal at first. Like, it has become more and more complicated. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Um, but I think, actually, you know, putting down everything that you want in something and then pairing it back to, the, to really what you want is actually quite a good way of doing it. It's kind of like different drafts. And, I, you know, the thing he's talking about is the, the town mechanic in, uh, in Tales of the Old West. Among others. And I, mostly the town mechanic. Because quite a lot of the stuff that I've done for Tales of the Old West is actually really good. And I did it first off. <laughs> and you even, well, actually. Even, in, even, in, even in, in, in private, you've admitted yeah, to yeah. me that... yeah. But only in really private, good. Dave. Come yeah, on. Yeah. Never admit that in public. Yeah, yeah. I think you have done on the podcast. We have our personas to, to perform to here. <laughs> oh, not. that's what it is. It's not you. But, um, yeah, but yeah, yeah, at least I write some rules because he doesn't. He's just. I mean, I quite like the town mechanic. I like the idea of building up your town. Oh, yeah. I like. We definitely like the town mechanic. There were a few too many rolls to get a random thing that might have been done on a D. So I think I think the problem was that at the start I wanted to create rules that would allow you to sort of build the little house on the prairie you wanted and all the rest of it, and that was a bit too much. So we've pared that back. Um, you can still do it, and it's actually it's a lot easier now. But running the town and and managing the kind of the aspects of the town, mm. yeah. yeah, I think it was right to go to the level I went to because I I love that kind of thing and it's the kind of thing I really wanted to get right. But as you were saying, you know, having somebody else it was just a pity it was Matt saying <laughs> you know, it's a bit complicated. Pair it back a yeah. bit was good and useful, and then it's resulted in something that's quite and that I, we I, like. Anyway. I haven't read this system, but I can imagine like if. If there's something you can do with three or four dice rolls and you can instead do it in just one, that's better. Like yeah. try to keep it down to as few as possible. And also when like writing, I try to have it keep it short. Like try to write mm. one rather one good sentence than a lot of just blab and blab. Yeah, yeah that's my great pitfall. Yeah, yeah just I write like too much. Verbal diarrhea. <laughs> and yeah. and you don't proofread. 
And you can't proofread. I can't proofread. It isn't that I don't. I do proofread. I just don't see any mistakes. No, you, you, you cannot proofread your own no, stuff. No, you can't. That's impossible. But I can't pre- proofread his stuff either. I won't see any mistakes there. I just don't see mistakes because right. I'm dyslexic. So, yeah. you know, I, if I can read it at all, it's great. But uh, I mean, <laughs> it's a bonus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Cool. Cool. Well, do you want to take a prize, Pete? Oh, I might as well. <laughs> <laughs> the excitement. Yeah, design Blade Runner. Cool. Blade Runner. Excellent <clears throat> choice. Who's next? Hey, cool. Come forward. Yeah. Come forward. Hello. 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 Um, so First I'll... of all, tell us who you are and what makes you famous. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so my name's Clint. Hi, Clint. Um, Your surname's I'm, a, I'm a famous gunslinger. How's that? <laughs> um, so I've also been playing Alien this morning. Excellent. Um, and it was very, very, very good. So good, in fact. But I went went to the pre-league stand and then bought pretty much everything. Good. Mm-hmm. Excellent. Um, so, yeah, I'm looking forward to running it. Was that your first time playing uh, Alien? No, funnily enough, we came here last year and played it then. Ah, okay, cool. And um, after that one, I wasn't quite so convinced. Oh. But this game really blew me away. So, yeah, mm. really, really good. Yeah, nice. So you had to marinate for a year before you bought it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, exactly. It takes me a little while to get, to, to get into these things. But, um, but So the question I've got for you, though, is um, out of all the games that you've got and own, what is the one that you're not going to play? Welcome to our prize table. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, blimey! There's 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 a yeah there's, there's a, a big, few there's a big list actually. <laughs> um, uh, most of them, I would say, because yeah. I have so many games that I bought just for reference and just because I like how it looks Collecting, or reads yeah. and I want to support the author and yeah. I know I'm not going to play it. Like it's probably awesome, it's probably great, but I know I'm never going to run it actually. So so th- there's I think that's fine. Like that's just oh look, you can buy uh, games for various reasons and. They're all valid, I tell myself. Okay. <laughs> and <laughs> and the same wife. problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Now, I think for me, um, there's, there's a really good example, which I've probably talked about on the podcast before, but um, it's a game called Outbreak Undead. And I bought that back in 2016 at the same time that I bought Mutant Year Zero. And I looked at Mutant Year Zero first, and I never looked back. Mm. And um, Out, Outbreak Undead is still sitting on my shelf, never played, you know, I haven't mm. looked at it since then. It's probably a really good little game, and so it's a really nice little packaged box, small box, really nice little uh, sort of pamphlet game in it. But I've never ever played it, and I, I probably won't. No. But I think there's also a lot of others. I mean, I guess it's, it's whether will I play it or will I pick it up and take it to the table myself. So I think <coughs> a, an example of one that I will play if somebody else runs it, but I almost certainly won't run myself, is Blade Runner, probably. I'd like to play it, but um, I don't think I'm ever going to get around to reading it and getting the rules and getting everything ready to run one myself. So I think that kind of surprised me a little bit. Um, and I'm not sure why. Um, I don't know. Maybe, I don't know. Something about the case file approach, I think, Hard doesn't work. really get me, doesn't grip me. Because, I mean, I, I like to do my own stuff. I like to create my own games. And I, I run printed games very, very rarely. Um, and it seems like to be a huge amount of effort to do a case file for Blade Runner that would do it justice. And I think that might put me off a bit. Which I think you did an episode on as well, didn't you? No, yeah, I, I said that yeah, yeah. too. I, I was <laughs> oh, yeah, determined to true. actually create one, thinking about so, possibly bringing it to UK Games Expo and having a something short that we could do in 90 minutes as a demo table and quickly lost any will to do it. Oh, so, yeah. as we've been told about. 
So I, I do wonder if this is just showing a weakness in me that I never have an original thought. <laughs> that is true. <laughs> I just recycle what Matt said three weeks ago. <laughs> so, so what about anyway? <laughs> what you haven't done, though, is pinpointed a game that you just didn't like when you read it. So are there any that you just didn't like? Ah, yeah, I'm just trying to think. I, 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 so I'm going to go with a game that I really want to like and that I might like it, but I was put off by it. I heard it, an, an actual play of it, and it's by the fabulous Keith Baker. Now, I play his Illimat all the time. I'm surprised I haven't bought a box with me and made people play it here. Well, I'm not surprised because I've had all time to do anything other than solving Well, the last time you brought a game to you know, you know, a vendor we were at and made us play it, <laughs> me and Tony, we spent all evening oh, yeah, going through the game. tutorial before we... Yeah, like went we, outside we like to kill ourselves. It was a lovely game. <laughs> it was a brilliant game. But um, no, there's a role-playing game he did called Phoenix Dawn Command, okay. which isn't Phoenix Command, which is a game that yeah. we hate. Um, <laughs> yeah. uh, our friend... Have you tried it? Yeah, oh, we yeah. actually played it. Yeah. Years ago, yeah. It's written by rocket scientists. Our friend Andy, who is a slow thinker. Yeah. Um, I remember... I remember <laughs> It's I'm a game when you can die <laughs> really quickly, but also really slowly because he was working out the parabola of a bullet to see whether it killed us. And I think, you know, we spent about 20 minutes doing that. Yeah. But we were dead. When, when the bullet hit, <laughs> we were dead. So that's a game I'd never recommend to anybody. Phoenix Dawn Command is quite interesting. It's a card-based, purely card-based game. Um, and it's got tokens and stuff like that as well. And there's an interesting philosophy behind it where you are sort of immortal but you die but then you come back to life so the way you level up is by sacrificing yourself in some adventure and then coming oh. back so i heard it in play everything sounded great about it i made my wife buy it for my birthday it cost quite a lot because there's loads of cards in a really tight heavy box um 70 quid or something and it has sat on my shelf ever since Oof. and yeah. the the really heavy, small type textbook um, instruction manual kind of depresses me. <laughs> but I really want to. I don't. I don't. You know. I don't buy games that I don't like. I think. Um, so you know, yeah. loads of people bought Dune, for example, mm. and and then didn't like the system. I I kind of knew I wouldn't like it. So yeah, I didn't buy them. So I think the game that I don't like, although I don't think I ever owned it, um, which I this might not answer your question, Clint, but uh, Paranoia. Okay. Um, it just doesn't do it for me, because for, for a role-playing game, I don't want to play a character that I just throw away and then get a, another carbon copy of them. It's not what I role-play He doesn't play I haven't played Mortborg, but no, for, me, for me, I think the most important thing in role-playing is actually the character and developing the character oh. and feeling the life around that character yeah. and building it up. That's where you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's, that's what my players always tell me. And I, yeah. I tell them they're wrong as well. No, 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 no. You mean, no I'm, I'm a purist. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. They, okay. They, 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 like fly by, you know, night guys like you who do games that, you know, you just your character dies every five minutes. No, but it's about the, the total know. story and the world and the characters yeah, yeah. are just they, tools they, to get there. And you know, they're a blaze of glory. You shouldn't be attached to them because if you die easily, that means and you can just replace it quickly. Yeah. That means you can. You but can, you should be attached. So for no, me, no, no, for me being attached to like characters is a, the is, a key, so is a key element of role Push the buttons and drink the potions because if you die, you just make a new one. We were talking about this earlier, and as long as you die in a blaze of glory. Yeah. yeah, a good yeah. death is great, absolutely. Yeah. But you have to have invested something in that character first. And if right. your character's going to die yeah. after twenty minutes in a game, yeah. 
I haven't yeah. had the time to invest something in that character. And, so, and you'll have heard from our Forbidden Lands actual plays that Dave likes to run away a lot. <laughs> well, actually, I, I like to tell the others to run away whilst I stand and hold the bad guys off yeah. before I run away. Okay. That's what I do. Yeah. Yeah. I am a tank in that. That's my job. <laughs> my job is to save the bloody goblin and the bloody halfling, yeah. who I don't like either of them very much. So I'm not quite, not quite sure why I'm with them anyway. So have we answered yeah. your question? You have, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> you can see your eye on the table. So, oh, come look, on, so, so the one item that wasn't there is the alien. Um, Heart of Darkness. Wee. The Wee. only Wee. person Wee. to leave UK Games Wee. Expo with Heart of Darkness. Okay, so I've had a couple more new people joining, so I'm just going to explain what's going on here. We're trying to fill an hour's worth of content <laughs> yeah. about UK Games Expo. We haven't done anything other than the feeding stand, so you have to come up here and tell us about something you've seen or enjoyed or a game you've played. But question. we don't expect you to yeah. do it for free. There are prizes. Come up here and take a prize. And um, as well, uh, we've, we've given a badge and a patch to our patron, new patron, David, who, who just started being a new patron. But... Everybody can go with pa uh, with with badges and patches. Okay, so you're uh, not that special. You're really special. You can have two. I felt special. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, have we got another volunteer? Come forward. Oh, oh. question. Oh, a question. Yes, fine. And we and we you do apologise for the inquisitorial <laughs> setup that we've got here. That was I don't. Like, I make no apologies. Yeah, slightly shorter can, mic stand. Hold on. I'll tell Sorry, I can. I can. You sound fine. Thank you. Right. Nice to meet you all. Yeah, nice um, to meet you. Yeah, I've got a couple of your role-playing games. And one of the things that I think is interesting in what you're doing in your business model um, is you've got a really nice mix between original IP stuff and other IP. How are you getting that balance? How are you making the judgment and where you come in on that? Right. Stay, stay, stay there. <laughs> what a dog. <laughs> now, um, we're, we've got to, first of all, make a bit of a distinction in that we're shills for Free League. We don't get to make the, the business decisions. No. But we may have a little, you, Dave, may, might have a little <clears> bit of insight into their way of thinking with the IPs. Um, not really. <laughs> <laughs> um, Come on, then. Yeah. Sorry, I can take to a more content-based one. I think I can say something. So yeah. I think, uh, and it's, it's, it's more my speculation than anything official, obviously. Yeah. I think there's the process that they've gone through over a number of years, and you, you might have a, an insight in this mm -hmm. as well, yeah. um, is that they, they, they wanted, they had a list of games that they wanted to make, a list of IPs that they loved as youngsters and, and teenagers and, and that they wanted to see if they could create them. They got the opportunity to do Alien or to, to take that forward through contacts that they had, I think, through um, Paradox. And then obviously into the States with Fox and Disney yeah. now. And they were able to take advantage of that to get Alien. Alien was such a big success. It really kind of blew the lid off, I think, for Free League, um, certainly on the American market. And, you know, they had the other games that they still wanted to make. Yeah, mm. They definitely want, you know, Thomas was desperate to do Blade Runner. <laughs> um, you know, The Walking Dead was something that I think they very much wanted to, to do. And so they, they, they were now in a position where they had the credibility because they'd done such a good job with Alien and they had the ear of the right people in, in, uh, in Hollywood uh, yeah, with the IPs to actually have the conversation. And, and they've just taken that forward with real, real gusto. 
Having said that, I mean, they are, they love Coriolis. They love Simba Room. They love mm. their original VIPs that they now own and are, are absolutely you know, committed to keeping them going. But um, your question was about how do they make that balance? Um, I think they just make Thomas work harder. <laughs> I, I think there's an interesting, there was a little bit of an interview with Thomas that he did over uh, over email, I think, with uh, the YouTuber Dave Thermavore, um, where he was saying what they don't want to do is become a large company that loses direct content of <coughs> contact oh. between the, you know, the original collective and the content they produce. Yep. So they're not wanting to farm out lines to line producers who then commission contract content and yep. get it all printed and stuff like that with the sort of arms that they want to be directly involved. So I think their challenge is how do they mix, um, you know, let's, 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 let's How do they manage the quantity of work they've got to get? Yeah, to and, and, you know, and at different price small. levels as well, because I'm pretty convinced Alien sells more than Coriolis. Um, oh, so, yeah. uh, you know, there's that thing about mm. how do we do income? And, you know, an interesting little insight into the finances is they used to stay at a hotel five miles away that was quite cheap. And we know that because we used to stay there as well because it was quite cheap and five miles away. Um, and now we've got rooms in the Hilton. So, you know, let's thank Alien and, uh, and, yeah, and all those games. Yeah. And particularly the One Ring, I think, for, for our upgrade to the local hotel. So, you know, the, there's that. And we used to share bedrooms as well. And now we each get a little bedroom of our own. It's great. <laughs> <laughs> it's really great. I've, I've shared a room with him too often. Thanks very much. Um, <clears throat> yeah. Oh, well, and, and then I'll, I'll, I'll ask one other then. Um, which, so... Forbidden Lands, I've got Forbidden Lands, and really, really love a lot of what it's about. And and I suppose I'm interested in if, if when you've talked with other fans of the game, what brought them into it? Because on the surface of it, it was like, oh, here's another fancy role-playing game. There's, there's, I think there's a couple of famous ones that people could name that are fancy role-playing games. <laughs> but for me, you know, it, it, it had this nice thing of this this new land. You didn't really know what was going to be there. Everything like I'm interested in, in other people that you've chatted with or talked about it. What what brought them into it rather than another famous, more famous fancy role-playing game? <laughs> I'm a bit of an evangelist for Forbidden Lands. And uh, I know I convinced our friend Andy, not Andy Brick, Andy Gibbs, he was about to blow his money on fourth edition Warhammer Fantasy Roleplay. And I said, hold on, there's this new game coming out that I think you'll enjoy. And there, what are the things I think you enjoy about it? I think, and I say this a lot, and you know, you may have heard me say this around the stand, and it's one of three games where the art came first, that they had a collection of Neil Skulliks and art from the 80s, and then they based a, a role-playing game on that. But the challenge then is, of course, Neil Skulliksen was doing utter stereotype creatures, because that's what there was in the 80s. He was doing your elves and your orcs and your dwarves. And nobody wants to be doing that anymore. But then Eric Granstrom comes in and writes a new world where they're all subtly twisted. So the relationship between goblins and halflings, spoilers, <laughs> there is no relationship between goblins and halflings. Forget I ever said that. Uh, yeah, but, definitely not. But, but there is. <laughs> yeah, so it's the halfling. So it's the halfling. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not that you're racist against goblins or anything. <laughs> You know, so there's subtle twists that actually make that into something really new and special while giving you the warm, melty feeling of the games that, you know, we were playing in the 80s. You're too young, obviously, for that. <laughs> Sorry, uh, yeah. so, so that's what's so special about it for me. Yeah. But, you know, 
this is one of the library of fantasy games they've got. And now they've got Jakar Octomona coming out or mm. Dragon Bane. Dragon Bane, yeah. And, you know, I, I worry a little bit that maybe Forbidden Lands will get lost in the Dragon Bane rush. I think it's kind of weird because, to me, Forbidden Lands is sort of a almost Dragon Bane. Because yeah, the right, art yeah. there that Niels did was originally for Drakkar the Mourner. So okay, yeah. it's a kind of weird relationship between those two games, mm. I think. So. I think I think one of the things that often, we often find, and it certainly was for me with Simbaroom in the first place when I first came across him, was that it's the art that drew you in. Mm. And I think the art draws a lot of people in the in, into looking at Forbidden Lands a second time. Mm. And it's got such a retro feel to it that it's got, it's almost, you know, You'll just, look, recognize it, just looking at it yeah. feels nostalgic for, yeah. you know, people of my age. Yeah. And I think, you know, again, the, the power of the art to just get someone to give it a second look. And when you give it a second look, you then give it a third look and then you buy it. Yeah. You know, I think that's, yeah. that's, that's really big. Maybe the twist will be that, like, sort of talisman timescape. All, all the other settings turn out to be related somehow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, possibly, possibly. Thank, Thank you. you. Uh, do Don't take a prize. Come do take a prize. prize. Oh, right, right. So uh, you weren't here. These are these are. Uh, <laughs> You're desperate to get rid of those questions, though, aren't you? Uh, the first edition, the yeah. Coriolis effect. Very sort, very sort of. Very sort of. There's only three left in the entire world. Because <laughs> I don't want to take a moment. And you can take a real prize as well. Don't feel. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant, lovely. Brilliant. Thank you. Thank you. Now we already have another volunteer, I believe. Do you want to Excellent. Come um, as far First, as tell us who you yes, are. Yes, sorry, my name's uh, Ant. Hello, nice to meet you. Hello, Ant. Hi, hi. Um, actually, I think the UK Games Expo before last year, I bought a copy of Vassen. Okay. Uh, Dave, you told me about the podcast, and I've been listening Brilliant. ever since. Thank you. Um, and it's only this year that I've got to run Vassen for the first time. Oh wow! Mm. Um, and you run it here at UK Games Expo? Or? Sadly not, oh, right. but. Did run it last week, so it, it, it feels it counts. It counts. Close enough. Yeah. Um, and as for what we've played here, played a game called Cheese Thief, which is sort of like yeah, um, I think I saw that one. Yeah, it's like werewolf, except instead of villagers hiding from werewolf, you're mice, mice falling yeah. asleep, and you're looking for the mice for the mouse cheese. who's <laughs> stolen the cheese. Yeah, <laughs> cool. Um, which is good fun. Um, my question, I suppose, is broadly philosophical what do you think the future of uh tabletop role-playing game looks like i <clears throat> i don't know i have a pretty pessimistic outlook yeah. because i believe that we will see more and more ai generated shit yeah uh i mean possibly both writing and art so yeah, yeah. it'll be really interesting to see what what would happen mm. with like the human craft in that position uh so i'm a bit i'm a bit worried i'm a bit scared actually do you have any room for optimism in that that view no no (laughs) (laughs) well this is the man that made more books yeah yeah (laughs) (laughs) so but i think we're going to see more and more of that yeah maybe i I had the same question yesterday the seminar Mm -hmm. i I was giving and um uh, yeah yeah i had no answer really but i think you know the the art side of it is kind of there already isn't it you know the artwork you can get is irritatingly good um there might be ways of managing it whereby you can you can you know direct the ai to a area of human artwork and the contributors to that get paid to contribute to that area when the ai is allowed to play with that but maybe the cat is out of the bag already i think so Um, it it feels to me i'm no expert it feels to me that on the writing side we're a little bit behind the art side 
but another year or two, and that might be very different. And it's less than a year, um, I think. You know, we started talking about AI art on the podcast months ago mm. and laughing at their six fingers of yeah. most hands and stuff like that. Yeah. And now that's not now. there anymore. No, yeah, no, just exactly. in months, it has become almost photorealistic. Give it two years, see what happens. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, and writing, I think, is, is going on at the same pace. You know, I yeah. for a laugh, I, 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 I got ChatGPT to, to write an article on for the podcast, you know, and, um, and, and, and we, guess and we which didn't one notice any difference because <laughs> it was all equally shit from that. No, we, I only published a text on, 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 on the discord on our Patreon exclusive discord. Just, just putting it out there. Nicest place <laughs> on the internet. Um, and, uh, but it was, I mean, you know, it is shitty. It, uh, is like somebody who has Googled an academic essay, and follows mm. the rules of writing an academic essay and doesn't really understand the meaning. And, you know, and as somebody that's just done a PhD, you know, and had a fucking stroke doing it, <laughs> then, you know, that's that's not hard work, actually. It's not hard enough work to be able to do that. And it worries me that, yeah, the writing will get good in a way that may be really good at making some things accessible. Like, I, you know, back in the early days of the pandemic, when we all turned online because it was the only way we were going to get played, to get to play games. I'm pretty sure we all hated it. But what we've learned is that then makes games a lot more accessible to a lot more people. And mm. online games aren't going away. I still much prefer to be sitting at a table with my friends drinking beer. Yep. But actually, the online games, there's a place for that. And, you know, we'll mm. be doing online games alongside that. You know, Mohammed's just come in. And, you know, Mohammed... Um, We'll get you to the mic shortly, but, uh, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. Mohammed um, plays, plays from Egypt and, you know, now he gets to join in with games all around yeah. the world. He so, lives yeah. in Barking, but he goes to Egypt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, you know, the, so, some innovation, yeah. there are good yeah. sides to it. And maybe something that comes out of the chat GPT that will make, and my PhD was a little bit about interactive narratives or procedurally generated narratives in actually heritage interpretation. Uh, and and what happened with that, interestingly, in my PhD, people didn't know the difference. It was shit. I could tell it was shit. Yeah. But people people didn't even know that it that was means procedurally... PhD bloody D, for God's sake. <laughs> um, Come on, mate. Documented. Yeah. So when, and you know, back then, they didn't even have chat GBT. I if know. I was using that as a tool... <clears throat> That's kind of scary, but it may be a good. There may be some good things that come out of it, but most mm. of it will be shit. Yeah, yes. I think yeah. you know, the, the the attitude that some of the creative, you know, some of the publishing companies have taken, which is we will not take any AI art, is good. Mm. Um, you know, if they if they carry that on to the written word, great. Yeah. The problem is, how do you know that what your freelancer is yeah. submitting to you isn't yeah. been done with AI? assistance or been done by AI. Yeah. And we're already hearing stories in marketing where they say, oh, we're not going to pay you your copywriting wages anymore, <coughs> but we will pay you editing wages on this thing that AI has written. Yeah, yeah. And marketing much, much is incredibly yeah. formulaic, so they're already getting away with that. Yeah. But yeah, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. Will come <laughs> yeah. But I guess there's a thing there, though, because in the, in the process, you edit something, you give it back to the author to fix. You give it back to the AI to fix. Mm. You know who then fixes no, it? Who fixes it? Yeah. So I, there's a lot to be ironed out in all of this. Yeah. Um, I think I hadn't really thought about it too deeply. 
I wasn't as pessimistic as, as Johan, but I probably but you am are now. No, it's a big discussion in like the is, art, yeah, art community is, about yeah. il illustrators because uh, the AI is learning from art, yeah. you know, without exists, permission. And yeah, yeah. so it's it's a thing. But yeah, <laughs> and you know, there is a counter argument, which I will say, as a crappy artist, um, all art steals from other art. Yeah. But it takes time to do that when you're yeah. a human artist and it takes bugger all time when you're an AI. Yeah. And yeah. that is... And also the difference is if you make it yourself and you create art, I don't think that AI art is art. No, I think no. it's just... Uh, it's yeah. a, there's, it's there's an interesting kind of irony here that, you know, all, the, all the, you know, the, the sort of utopia of AI is that, you know, the robots will be out in the fields you know, digging up the lettuces and we'll be allowed to, to free ourselves yeah. to do art and creative. Yeah. And actually it's turning out to be exactly, exactly. the other yeah. way around. <laughs> yeah. The robots are doing poetry and yeah. art. <laughs> <laughs> we're out in the fields yeah. yeah. digging up potatoes. Yeah, yeah. right. You know. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good question. Okay, well, thank yeah. you. Well, as long as they let us live anyway. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, they don't need the potatoes, do they? So. <laughs> I, I did hear a story, um, because I've been involved in the UK Games Expo so much, I haven't followed this story through, but apparently uh, an AI missile guidance system decided that because its operator kept stopping it hitting targets that it thought were real enemies, it decided to target its operator in the simulation. Hmm. <laughs> so yeah. we're That's there. Interesting. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Right. On that note, it's been lovely seeing you all. <laughs> Won't see you next year because we'll all be dead or slaves. Um, <laughs> yeah. And it was a good question, but you've yeah, really all good. of us. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, we've got ten minutes left. Yeah. So, so somebody cheer us up, Thank you. please. Craig, come and cheer go. us up. Hi, I'm Craig. You might have seen me on the stream running X-Wing for Dave and Matthew mm -hmm. last year. Um, I want to give a shout out to Games on Demand, where I've spent most of the weekend doing two-hour short games for people. And the players that come to it every year are fantastic mm. because they show up not knowing what they're going to play, get given a host of games, or sometimes even just sat at a table Mm -hmm. And they always dive into it. Nice. It's not like they've come with expectations. Um, I've run sessions of Parry Gondo, which is a Marie Kondo um, parody in the fantasy world mm -hmm. where it's all about the loot that you've acquired and what brings you joy out of <laughs> all this it. stuff after you've killed the big bad. And I've had groups that have just dived into it and riffed off one another. Mm. Um, so, yeah, that's been my highlight of the weekend. But question for you, because I'm an indie small press person, what's your small press stuff? What's grabbing you and bringing you joy at the moment? <laughs> well, I'll tell you what. Somebody said, what, what, do you, what would you buy from the show? And it's not really the show. And it's almost not small press anymore. But I love the idea of Spire. And I'm, I was thinking that maybe I should press the button on that here. So interestingly, I bought Spire and Heart last year yeah. and haven't looked at it. Oh. <laughs> Is it in your price pile there? It's it might, no, maybe no, no, if no, I come no, to the mic. I'm keeping it and I, and I will look at it one day. But again, it's, it's, on, the, it's on the shelf. A bit like you were saying that, you know, it's, uh, it's, it's, it's part of my collection and I, it looks lovely and everyone raves about it. I just haven't sat down and read it mm. to get it to the table yet. So I, I will do one day, but a year has gone by so far. And of course, there is this up-and-coming author. I, I know, I know you, you were reading it on the train, Craig. Uh, Project Cassandra or something. Project <laughs> <laughs> Psychic Spies. Is that, uh, 
sadly did not get to play that. Oh, sorry, run it this run year. It. Um, did bring it with me, but yeah. Yeah. Small press is my thing. So, And I'm very much enjoying Lunar Shadow games. Check out Lunar Shadow. Uh, <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> plug, plug, plug. Plug, it's plug, plug. That's what we're here for. That's what we're here for. <laughs> but take, 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 take a capitalist... Um, take, a, <laughs> <laughs> take two posters. That would be great. <laughs> cool, cool, cool. Mohammed, do you want to come up and having having introduced you without your permission, do you want to come up and say something? <laughs> <laughs> you already sent me that trap, so that's no problem. Yeah. You're already doomed here. Yeah. And hello. Hi, hello, Mohammed. Um, yes. Hello, Matt. What have you What have you seen here at UK Games Expo that's particularly caught your eye? Um, or I played? Or? Yeah, I've played a couple of games uh, on demand. Mm -hmm. I played uh, Death in Space and um, just finished an alien game. Cool. So, so surprisingly, I, I survived with nine dice, uh, <laughs> nine stress dice in the end. <laughs> well, GM's not really trying hard enough, was it? <laughs> I guess it's a contest, so yeah. He, he, he was uh, giving me a little break. Yeah. How was Death in Space? Uh, perfect. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Uh, I've got to say, time. I really love Death in Space. I really mm. love it. Yeah. I wasn't expecting to, and I, I did it for a good. Why not? <laughs> well, because well, I've got. Well, you know, we're, we're, not, we're not so sold on the publishers and the creators behind I've got Alien. I, you know, I've got things that I, I just thought, what? Yeah. What is this going to add to me? But I really love the. And we talked about getting rid, rid of excess words. Yeah. It is so tightly written. Yeah, it yeah, creates a universe yeah. in tiny, tiny amounts of words. I was, yeah, I played it also before I traveled with Neil. Neil uh, uh. GM the small game with us, the two sessions. It was also perfect. And uh, my, my my both characters died. died. <laughs> As they should. Yeah, it's, it's death in space, so I, <laughs> because obviously you don't, I will you be don't disappointed have a otherwise. You develop no. over a campaign now, no, do you? No, 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 you don't. You don't, don't, don't fall in love you with. You seriously don't. You want to play a character like you drive a stolen car. Well, I haven't driven a stolen car in a while. Okay. As far as I can remember. Which is also fun because you should drive those carefully. So you get away. Exactly. I just want to... Um, give you a shout out because you are the guys who bring me into role-playing excellent as i recounted before i was watching a stream i saw alien rpg okay this is interesting i love alien it, it got me a bit um, traumatized as a child but okay <laughs> okay i love it now Was that us or alien <laughs> <laughs> still yet um, we haven't been sure. going on that long yet Dave. <laughs> so okay i watched it okay then i watched the stream okay and then coriolis oh this is this is very nice and to tell you, this is the first time my first YouTube comment on live chat was with you guys because I'm I'm I'm, I'm very afraid to talk to strangers online. So mm -hmm. wow, posting this message uh, was yeah was really uplifting for me, and cool. I really leave my room now. I'm traveling back to the UK to play online games and jamming for people I don't know sometimes. So thank you. Brilliant. And no, I just brilliant. so thank so you. I just want to really you're saying. We got you into role playing. You hadn't yep. played any role playing games before. No, I know about it, but I didn't have the chance to play. And now I just want to say to everybody, uh, Mohammed is writing a an Egyptian Vasem supplement yes. that will be coming yes. out. Oh, yes. so, uh, really be good. Yeah. Look out for that. Uh, yeah. He's writing with Thomas, installed. who did the Japanese one as well, and it will be really good. Hopefully, yeah. yeah. So, uh, well, thank you very much. Take yep. a prize. Take a prize on the prize table. Yeah. And what an uplifting comment. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yeah, that gets us over that hump of the... After the, yeah, after... After, yeah. after, 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 after bloody end. Like, you know, sort of AI again. <laughs> as long as... As long as Mohammed doesn't admit that she's giving a, an AI to her. <laughs> 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 yeah. Shh. There is a, a, a DM uh, AI now uh, playing adventures for uh, creating uh, scenarios. Oh. And, uh, yeah. Acting as a DM for players, and they are doing it now. So. Yeah. 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 So yeah. robots are playing games now as well. We don't need yeah. to do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> well, get back to the field. That's what it is. Yeah, exactly. Really. Cool. Thank you. Thank you Excellent Thank choice you. there, Forbidden Lands. Mm -hmm. yeah. Excellent choice there, poster. There's <laughs> <laughs> only one left now. Cool. We have just enough time oh. for one more. Come on, there's a poster going spare. Come and join us uh, for a second time. Come and join us for a second time. We don't mind. Yeah, cool. Okay, excellent. So uh, I was uh, reading The Hobbit with my daughter and reread The Hobbit and I hadn't read it for years. And then something really struck me on it really interestingly, which was the, the, the plot direction of The Hobbit. You got a, you know, a bunch of adventurers come together. They're going not to save the world for loot. Mm -hmm. yeah. They go off to get loot, you know, and you know they don't hide the fact that they're there to loot. And of course then... I ended up going back to look at Tolkien's translation of Beowulf, which is a bunch of people come together, yeah. <laughs> they seek loot, and they're not out to save the world. They're out for the gold rings, you know, yeah. and, and they'll kill the monsters if they have to. And they go into, you know, Grendel's lair where Grendel's mum is, and they find the loot and the sword in there. And it's basically, he's taken Beowulf and using the Hobbit. And then, of course, Gygax and Arniston have taken that. So is everybody just cosplaying? Beowulf. <laughs> <laughs> Do we just end on the question? <laughs> That's the title of the episode. Yeah, 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 absolutely. That is it. Well done. Cosplay, Excellent. You've given us Cosplaying Beowulf. The name of the title. Um, so I think... Yes. Shall we? Is this, is this time for the end of the episode, Dave? It probably should be. But, oh. we, but we probably owe, owe at least a comment on the on the on yeah. the on, on, on is it are we all yeah. okay? Go ahead, go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I've answered. I said yes. Yeah. You've said <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> okay. Johan, I, I think it's probably true. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Should I just go no? <laughs> yeah. But it's I like mean, I, idol. No, it's not idol. It's like what what I will say is, of course, <laughs> there are what we call murder hobos being away, and what you've just described actually are kind of murder hobos, although they don't do so much. Murdering, but they do quite. No, well, I guess you know the monsters get murdered, don't yeah, they? they? I do. mean, the yeah. monsters are happily sitting on their own, doing their own thing. Yeah, these people come in, stab them, them, stab them a few them. times, and nick their gear. I yeah. mean, yeah, you know, and and there is colonialism writ large. Yes. <laughs> Just to lower the tone again. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I don't know what we're doing in the next episode, Dave. I've got no idea. We'll we'll um, think of something. We'll think of something. I'm sure. Um, I am. Realising we're 58 minutes and 20 seconds in and we haven't heard enough Swedish from Johan. So <laughs> can you just, for our Swedish audience, just repeat what everybody said in Swedish? Uh, Okej, okay. alla hade det jättekul här och det var många bra frågor och sådär. Och ja, det är typ det. Men vi kan väl alla bara komma överens om att jag sa det som vi, jag blev tillslagen. Excellent. Okay, yeah. <laughs> With added Swedish, that's very good. Um, so I, I thought you were going to say something really clever, like, can you say, and may the icons bless your adventures in, in Swedish? Swedish? Oh, but, you know, but no. No, but <laughs> maybe we will get him to say that. Exactly. That is a very good idea. You don't have them often, Dave. I have them often, you. Anyway, so it's it's goodbye from me. And it's goodbye from him. And it's goodbye from me as well. Head on. And, and you're supposed to say in Swedish, uh, and may the icons bless. What was bless. the line? May, may the icons, icons bless, bless your, your adventures. adventures. Okay, uh, more icons than a... Uh, 
fan heter det? Moikoner har väl signat i äventyr. You have been listening to The Effect podcast, presented by Fiction Suit and the RPG Gods. Music, stars on a black sea, used with permission of Free League Publishing. Oh, excellent! Thank you. So we can't we can't take the piss because you are speaking in a language that isn't your native language, and we are not. Yeah, exactly. so. I mean, you don't know that I was right either. <laughs> You're like, I hate my doing days. Yeah, doing it. Yeah, well, I do. Yeah, yeah. They made me come. <laughs> <laughs>